The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Welcome back to another edition, an extended edition. We're going into overtime with Grant Fedoric, uh, Fit After 40. I want to say leading edge physio- physiotherapy, but are you you're Capilano now as uh, well? Yeah, yeah, we've acquired it. Okay. And it'll be part of the uh, whole group uh, come late. Uh, oh, I didn't mean to break news. Isn't summer. that publicly known? Uh, it's known. All right, yeah. good. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't, you didn't take the, the secret away. Yeah, no sorry about there. that. Yeah, no problem. Charlie horses. Yeah, so, so apparently we're not getting this right anyways. No, no, so you're not getting it wrong either. I think that you guys are talking about just two different things. The term Charlie horse specifically refers to like a contusion. So it'd be, you know, the first, you see a hockey player take a knee to the thigh mm-hmm. and then they'll say, oh, he's down and, or a football player take and they'll say they, he bought a bad Charlie horse. That's the term Charlie horse or dead. Most commonly. So it's an impact. The, I thought it was a, a cramp. Most No, Charlie horse is most commonly described along the, what you'll take in the thigh. Mm. It, they used to call it dead leg syndrome because you take it hard enough in the thigh and the leg. You, it won't even hold you up because mm. you've got such an amount of... It's basically a really bad contusion. It'll go black and blue in yep. the thigh. They need to be lo- monitored, actually, because those ones can actually end up with complications where the body's response will be sometimes to grow bone in the area. Mm. And you get all, something called myositis and, and ossificans where bone grows where it's not supposed to be. Oh. And it can be very painful, very serious. That's not to say that if you get a Charlie horse, it's going to happen to you, but you certainly need to keep an eye on it. Don't forget the rules we talked about earlier that's when the rest ice compression elevation very important early on careful not to use heat on those right off the bat you got to make sure those are managed properly get them moving nice and easy but what you're talking about is more cramping or if you want to use the term charlie horse in the wrong way you can but, <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> well thank you so that, it seemed to happen a lot you know in our family at night time you yes. kind of you're doing a little half stretch and next thing you know you're howling because the hammy is totally yes. tightened up or your calf is yep. totally tightened up or the arch of your foot. I, and I think that's painful. what most people are referring to yeah. when they And refer- there's a really yeah. complex medical explanation that we won't get into too much, but there's also a few different causes for it that you should look at. Number one is hydration. It's probably the first thing you should think of. Have you been getting enough water? Are you getting enough fluids in? Because if you don't have fluids, these tissues can't function. They will tend to cramp. That's what'll happen. So that's the first stop. Uh, next is uh, some. there's certainly certain minerals that'll, if you don't have enough of them, potassium is one that will fatigue muscle, but cramping is more magnesium. Okay. And if you and magnesium goes, and again, I'm not a nutritionist. Please feel free to get advice from a pharmacist or a nutritionist on this. But magnesium goes hand in hand with calcium, so you need a bit of both. That's why they're sold together. Actually, you see those that mm-hmm. big brand Calmag, but you need one for the other to be absorbed. And magnesium in low quantities in the body will lead to cramping. Another thing that can happen, which is kind of common, and it goes with aging, is that the nervous system and how it reacts to aging when the nervous system has um, subtle changes or functional changes the nerve will actually signal the muscle where the muscles are more Ten, has a higher tendency to overreact to a certain stimulus. So what you do is you tend, you're tend you planting your foot and all of a sudden your leg starts to cramp and that's your nervous system overreacting to it. And that can sometimes trace back to other problems, particularly up in the spine. Hmm. So if you're getting it common, very common, definitely it's something that you want to get looked into either by your physician or if you think it's just the muscles, then we can have a look well, at it. I've been it. getting those since I was like a teenager. Yeah, everybody gets them. Yeah. I mean, that's important to know. It's not enough. It's, if you ask, it's 
sit around a table and talk with to 10 people, all 10 people are going to have had that oh, okay. from time to time. Absolutely. Should you but stretch get it, it more. When you do get it, that's the best thing you can do is try to move it. Get it right, moving. and and you know, Andrew, you talked about if it's in the calf, you kind of pull your foot back yeah. toward you. And I had said you pull your big toe towards you too, right. because sometimes it's actually the muscle that flexes your big toe that's cramping up. So if you're going to do it, pull your big toe and your ankle back towards you. That'll stretch that out. If it's your hamstring, you're going to try to straighten your leg out slowly. Okay. And as you do that, there's there's a nervous system react uh, response that actually called biasing or gamma biasing that will actually prevent, will stop the muscle from contracting. Hmm. Bottle of water by the bed will probably help, eh? Oh, very highly recommended. Yeah. Fluids are, we, we just definitely don't hydrate enough mm-hmm. and uh, we all should be drinking a lot of water. Water is good for us. Let's just put it. Fit out. If you want to stay fit after 40, stay active and drink water. Yeah, Yikes. someone had texted in wanting to say, I'm a 32-year-old man. What is the best thing that I can do to take care well, of we my joint Well, we can their question because they're not That's 40. Oh, I know, but okay, so, he, so he's 42. Yeah, I'm just, he has a 32-year-old brother. You know, and, and we've had that. It's a good question because I, I get I get it more and more and we know there's certain things that are just scientific, scientifically evident and that is we need to be weight-bearing so we need to be putting some stress on our joints, it's important. We don't want to overstress our joints. So if it's something we want to ease into activity, definitely hydration is something that you want to do. It's very important. Light stretching or being involved in a stretching type activity is going to help with the joints. The less stress on the joints, the more healthy they're going to be in the long run. That being said, when I talk about stress, I mean that overstress versus walking and being on them and providing that amount of force well, that helps. Grant, them let me ask you something. Health. We're keeping you really long That's now. That's okay. Is, is there a single activity? I'm thinking swimming, for example. But you know how you do an activity and then, well, gosh, you know, my legs are sore, my arms are sore. Like obviously, you've used muscles that you haven't used yep. in a while. So, is there a nice casual? Activity would swimming be it that will use a lot of muscles? Yeah, well, swimming's one of the probably one of the better activities. I don't want to just have everybody's got their. Let's put it this way: it's got to be for you too, because if you don't enjoy it, you're just not going to do it. So if you can't swim, mm-hmm. what's the point of me telling you everybody should be swimming? So certainly, it's an activity that you're going to find how you know enjoyable. Mixing the activities just as important because you're mm. going to get more muscles when you're doing multiple things. Uh, you know, biking's very good for some people because it's not too hard on the joints either so if you're having problems with arthritis and you don't want to impact the joints running long walks for example biking can be much better and then it gets down to the how specific we got to be we got to know who that person is before we make these recommendations but certainly if you want to you know put a global word out there for something swimming is a good one Hmm. there's less impact on everything you are getting a lot of muscles working to complete the the activity you can swim different ways and use different muscle groups Hmm, that's true but so is but there's a lot of things out there being in the gym and doing weight activities you can do the same you can be lifting weights and applying those same Mm -hmm. some forces to those joints you can do it at lower levels or higher levels depending on your ability so just being in the gym is important too see that's a great that's a great point right there anytime that i've been to the gym it's sort of a competition as to how much you can lift right it shouldn't be right so it really doesn't matter right what works for you that's right and slowly increasing it depends on what your goals are and what you're trying for if you're going for overall health and you're trying to keep up your metabolism you you know you do need to exert some force you need to get your heart rate up so you're going to need to take 
take a little less rest in between. But if you're just trying to stay firm and trying to keep keep those muscles functioning, you can do less weight, higher repetitions, mm-hmm. take your breaks in between, use pain as your guide, and you can kind of achieve you know hmm. what you want out of it. Uh, firm. You, you know, Remember firm? Sure. If you want to look like me great. and like huge biceps and <laughs> shoulders, you know, night. No, I'm of course joking. <laughs> <laughs> Please be laughing at <laughs> But certainly that's the goal for some people is the yeah. physique and that look. And certainly there's nothing wrong with that. It's part of our self-image. And that, there's, that's, that can be healthy too. So if that's what you want to do, certainly do it. Again, do it. Do it in a healthy way. Well, another great point, Grant. Just doing it is good for your mental health. Nike, yeah. Nike certainly had something when yep. they came up with their slogan, and, and certainly I'm behind that, uh, even if I don't buy Nike wear. <laughs> LeadingEdgePhysio.com is the website. There okay. is a, a link right on there that says Ask, ask the Physio. Mm-hmm. You can uh, do that. We'll let uh, Grant sneak out of here. He's got... Uh, He's got some packing to do. So, uh, Grant, thanks for staying into overtime this afternoon. Appreciate it. And we'll talk to you from somewhere on the road next month. Thanks for helping, having me. Oh, always great to have Grant Fedorik in studio. So informative, that guy. We were just talking about swimming and how uh, both of us have tried swimming yeah. you know, when I was recovering from the back injury. And you think, oh, swimming's fine. Because you remember when you were a kid playing in yeah, the water, playing the in the ball, pool, around, that sort of yeah. stuff. But actual swimming, swimming, doing lengths, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It's, it it's is. a lot of work. It's, and it's, and uh, you forget that you've gotten older and fatter, right? Yeah. Uh, like anytime you're at a resort or whatever and you think, oh, I'm going to swim underwater from one <laughs> end to the other, right? And then halfway through you come up gasping for air. Oh, good times. Hey, uh, are you excited about Swoop? No, not really. Uh, I'll tell you the reason I'm not uh, terribly excited about Swoop is... Here's the extent to it, and this is, of course, the... uh, the airline coming out, uh, the what do they call a heavy discounted airline or the... It's WestJet, isn't it? It's WestJet owns it, yeah. yeah. Um, So it's going to be one of those things where the, the... Flights are cheap, 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 um, but you got to pay for everything. So, you know, carry on, you pay for it. You want a a water, you pay for it. Like, it's just, it's a model that has worked all over the world for many years. uh, Super discount airlines, but it has never worked in Canada. And it's been tried, right? Jetsco, uh, Air Canada's Tango, Canada 3000, Roots. Remember all of those? Same idea, it didn't work. So WestJet's going to try it. Yeah. And we'll see. And I, I say the reason I, I'm, I'm not... They're saying head office here in Edmonton. Too. Yeah, they're, uh, they're, they're yeah. Kelowna. They're moving to Edmonton, right? Because yeah. it makes more sense for them, which is great for Edmonton. Um, and listen to these fares. Like, fares start at uh, $49, including uh, taxes from Abbotsford to Winnipeg, 129 between Hamilton and Abbotsford, 99 between Hamilton and Halifax. I'm excited in terms of... And judge me for this, if you will. Well, good. So I hope those planes fill with uh, people... And then I'll pay the extra <laughs> to go on the planes that have a little more leg room, give me a bottle of water, let me bring my carry-on, that stuff. Well, here's the thing. You know what? I just, um, I flew Rouge. Oh, yeah. It's Flair that's moving here. Oh, that's okay, right. Flair. It's Flair. Yeah. Thank I, you. Um, I flew uh, Air Canada Rouge to Halifax a week and a half ago. Oh, how was it? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, I could not put my knees behind... My, yeah. my knees, I could not tuck behind. They, they didn't fit. I had to sit on an angle the whole time. Yeah. Um, and if there's one thing that that burns um, huge is... 
um, is not having a, a bit of leg room or at least being able to tuck my legs yeah. behind the seat in front of me. I took a picture of it at, at one point because I just couldn't get over it. I'm trying to find, yeah, the key will be uh, to keeping the cost down for the airline to work. So here's the ways that they're keeping the cost down. They're cramming 189 seats into a Boeing 737-800. Um, and that the idea there, again, is people who, the market they're trying to find is not necessarily people who are flying now, but people who don't fly because yeah. they think it's too expensive. Yeah. So they're not trying to take, and that's why it makes sense. You know, WestJet's not trying to hurt their commercial operation of WestJet in order to have swoop, you know, get the passengers. They're trying to swoop up passengers who don't fly. But think about that, 189 seats on a 737. Um, the fares are good, but you can't bring a dog. Uh, bags, uh, luggage and checked bags start at 26.25. Seat selection f- starts at five. $15 to call the call center. So Yeah, so every little thing adds yeah, up. Every right. single little thing adds up. Guide dogs will be allowed, yeah. otherwise no. So they're starting with two planes. They're uh, going to roll out six by the end of the year, and they they figure they'll have ten by 2019. Yeah. Uh, this text just came in. says, We booked a flight to and from Hamilton for a wedding for my girlfriend and myself combined. It was just over $500 return. Hmm. 49 to Abbotsford from Edmonton, as you mentioned, compared to 242 for Air Canada. Yeah, I know. Just, uh, you know, for... for it, uh, yeah. They I just haven't, need some they haven't, room. I'm happy to have them... Work. The guy in front, the guy in front of me, put a seat behind me, or yeah. so put his seat back, and I was almost kissing the top of his head. For the, I'll tell you where I would be interested, and this is just me. You, you, you knock yourself out and fly wherever yeah, exactly. and with whomever you want. Doesn't matter to me. I'd be interested in short haul, um, like a twenty-five dollar ticket to Calgary or something yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, let's do it. Um, but I'm not interested in three and a half hours nope, of being crammed in like nope. a sardine. Like I, it's of no interest to me. Well, and there's there's some charters too. If you're if you're traveling, um, you know, trip charters mm-hmm. that uh, I've been crammed in again, not being able to put my my yeah. knees up behind, uh, you know, the, the chair. I, in I front actually of me. feel just, a panic coming yeah. on. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm just in too tight with yeah. everybody, and the, and of course, not everybody. If they're going to cram them in, could I ask the airline, then don't allow the seats to recline. Like, please, you, you know you're going to sell the flights out. You know you're going to be crammed. Don't let, that, that don't would, take the rest of my space away. That would right? go a long way. If you knew the seat wasn't going to recline, I yeah. think that would, yeah, that would go a long, long way. Yeah. That that last, or that flight to Halifax on that Rouge, Air Canada Rouge, uh, I woke up from my nap and I kept my seat up because I knew how close it was. I woke up and everyone had uh, reclined their seat. <laughs> I looked around, everyone had reclined their seat. I think what happened on in that case is a person in front of you <laughs> did it. It was effect. like, everyone had to. Do you know, since we're on the topic, and I know we've talked about it before, but if I could mention it again, because we just flew somewhere, oh, Vegas. Could I also mention, just, we call them the Oblivious family. We travel with uh, at least one member of the Oblivious family on almost every single trip we've ever been on. And that guy or gal that doesn't understand they're not the only passenger on the flight. Mm. So, you know, the, the guy or gal that gets on the flight. So there's a lineup around the block to get on this flight, right? And then everyone starts filing onto the plane. And the guy in 7A stops, stands in the aisle and discusses where the bag will go and will it fit here and oh there's already a bag here and how can you be oblivious to the fact that 189 people are standing behind you trying to get to their seats because they're the most important right we'd all like to take off on time we'd all like to get Mm -hmm. situated and it's a very easy remedy you step into your 
row, let people pass, and if there's a break, step back out and put your bag up, right? It's, it's really just that simple. But or pack the, something that easily goes in the overhead. But they're worried that they're not going to have a place to put their bag in the overhead, right? I know. That's it. I've never brought, I, to be honest with you, I've never used the overhead. I don't, I don't like the overhead. If it doesn't fit in the seat in front of me, then I don't have it with yeah, me. I don't care. I don't. Um, I don't travel with carry-on luggage. No. Um, a little you know, computer just, bag. I was best. just talking to someone who's uh, going away for two months doing Europe, and they're all doing it on carry-on. They're all bringing carry-on. I'm like, yep, yeah, nope. Hey, you want to really upset listeners? I'll tell you what my pet peeve is. It's that guy or gal that needs a little extra time boarding, so they get pre-boarded. I'm totally cool with that. How are you the same people? They go flying off the plane when we get there, but then walk as slowly as possible up the ramp side by each so that nobody can go around you. Like if you needed more time to board, I'm assuming you need more time to disembark. So wait for the rest of us speedsters to get by you. Go ahead and text me 63630. Tell me how insensitive I am. But I'll tell you what, once that plane lands, aren't you anxious to get off? And isn't it annoying that slow moving, especially the ones who make themselves like a blowfish, like they get off the plane and then suddenly they're as wide as the ramp for some reason. Like they've got their bag out this way and their hand out that way or they're holding. Just single file to the right, same as a road. I was just going to say to the right. Yeah. To the right. That's I'm not even going to talk do. about escalators. You know the rule, right? Stand to the right, walk mm-hmm. to the left. Or the uh, moving, the, the walking, yeah, the moving walkways. same thing. Stand Get to the right, the walk to the left. It's a simple rule. Moves traffic. And zipper merge. <laughs> zipper merge. <laughs> yeah, because I've been wrong about zipper merge for so long, especially where a lane is closed at, for yeah. construction. Yeah. And you know that guy you don't want to let in that drives all the mm-hmm. way up to the front? He's actually right. That is the way it works I know, best. I know, and I've been reading more and more about yep. it. And I had put something, someone had tweeted me the other day about um, doing this zipper merge, trying to get everyone yep. else to do the zipper merge, but she just got flipped off. Someone flipped her the bird on the way mm-hmm. in. And then people, some people were like, yes, absolutely, this is how you do it. And the other guys, no, wait your line, blah, blah, blah. Talk to the police, talk no, to traffic everyone. experts. They'll all tell you the same thing. And I guess apparently, and I said it would be great if the city of Edmonton had more signs up that said zipper merge. There yeah. are some, I think, around the road there are, uh, area yeah right now but it would be great i know saskatoon did an actual um you know public campaign about the zipper merge public campaign about the zipper merge because it does move it cars it does move cars yeah. and you're not stuck Ugh. Hmm. zipper merge it's 357 four o'clock news up next the 6 30 chad afternoon news with Jalen nye and andrew gross weekdays at two on 6 30 chad